Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Well, hello there. You're listening to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your host and professor, your esteemed professor, Dr. Anna David. She is a doctor in how authors can build businesses from their book. Yeah, and leave a legacy. And uh, this is another, uh, this is a new series that I'm doing. And this is what I'm calling my bridge book series. I made that up. It is basically the 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 word I'm making up for when you take pre-existing content and you make it into a book. It didn't sound that great to say, this is my series on turning pre-existing content into a book. It's a bridge book. And this first uh, one in the series is all about turning a newsletter into a book. And my guest today is a dear friend of mine named Jeff Cober, and he's a terribly successful actor. He's been on Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, CSI, Law and Order, um, Criminal Minds, all those shows about psychos, and he often plays one. But in his other life, he is a meditation teacher and an absolutely brilliant writer who has been writing something he calls his daily thoughts. Uh, that he's been sending out since 2011. I have been reading it every morning since I discovered it, which was probably, I don't know, let's say 2013. And I have been begging him to turn this into a book. And finally, he has listened. And you can go get that book. And it's called Embracing Bliss 108 Daily Meditations. But in this episode, I get him to break down the process for turning a newsletter into a book. It involved a spreadsheet. It involved all sorts of stuff I would never have imagined. That's why you have to listen to this episode. And if you would like the show notes um, and links to the episode, links to where you can get that book, which by the way, I went and bought a bunch of copies because I'm going to give it to everyone I know. Um, Go to LegacyLaunchPadPub.com slash blog slash Cober. That's K-O-B-E-R. And now I give you Jeff Cober. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Anna. I was just telling you, but I think the listeners need to know also that I'm not just having you on here because I adore you. I'm having you on here because what you're going to share is going to be so useful for me and the people listening. No pressure. No pressure. I'll I'll try to remember what I've done. Um, So... What we are talking about is, uh, you know, you taking this newsletter, it feels almost wrong to call it a newsletter, frankly. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, I called it a daily thought. You call, you've always called it a daily thought, but that doesn't exactly describe. So if you say I have a daily thought, that doesn't say I send you an email. No, it doesn't. Um, it, well, it started out just with me and like 12 people no. who, uh, you know, I, I, I teach meditation and one of the most important things to me, uh, to ch help change my experience of life, in addition to meditating, is thinking something different on a daily basis. Right. Putting one thought in there that's other than the ones that I've always had, which are basically, you suck, you should die, um, or some version of that. Sure. And so I, I've started, you know, and I was reading so much and listening to so much, I thought, uh, well, I should, if one of these thoughts that I'm reading about or or thinking about myself strikes me, then it should be helpful for someone else. So I started sending it out to people that I had taught to meditate. And I did not know that. So what, what, when was this? Do you know the month and year? It was in February of 2011, I think. Uh, my wife, Adele, had decided to do a poem a day for a year. And she began in January. And I thought, well, I could do that, too, with this other thing that I'm doing. So I, I did that. And how did you start gaining subscribers? Word of mouth, uh, teaching people to meditate, and then they would send it on to someone else. And, you know, every once in a while, I would strike a chord and, and people would think, oh, you know, my son, daughter, mother, father, brother, sister needs to hear this and send it on. And, um, you know, I don't think I'm saying anything insulting or surprising when I say you are not a great marketer. <laughs> Can we agree? Under, uh, understatement of the podcast, I'm sure. So I'm the worst. I'm the worst marketer. Yeah. So you have this, I mean, truly this gift to the universe. And there are all these people who bless their hearts may not have gifts to the universe who are getting their message all, all over, preaching it from the rooftop. So can you talk a little bit about trying to share this very important thing and let's say struggling with the marketing aspect of it? Well, I, I don't really struggle with the marketing aspect of it. I just ignore the marketing aspect of it. Yeah, I and, think that's accurate. <clears throat> yeah. And it's it's because I you know, we all we're all born with our particular gifts and our particular shortcomings. And the there's something in the connection of uh selling oneself and ego that is broken in me. And I can't really engage in the one without triggering something in the other that is really uncomfortable for me. So I just kind of ignore it. That's fascinating. Meaning, do you think it would be quote, I know you'd probably don't believe in good and bad, but it would be quote unquote bad for you? It would be, it's, it, it's it's like it's a, it's a level of dishonesty. It feels like inside mm. of me. You know, the thing that I like, like I'm an actor, and the thing that makes me, uh, to the extent that I am a good actor, that makes me a good actor is that I cannot 
stomach bullshit in myself. And so if I'm selling myself, then there's some, it feels like there's some level of bullshit in that. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 it makes me, it, it gives me a rash. And I'm just asking, what about if you thought of it as a service work? As, that, yes, that, that works. That works. And that's what uh, I had to, you know, one of the things that uh, I did in putting out this book was to, you know, ask people to read it in previews and then and then uh, put in a review on Amazon. And I got at least one very nasty email from someone. I thought you were different. I didn't think you were, you know, selling yourself. And I went, I, I actually, I asked you to buy a, a, a an electronic copy for ninety nine cents. And if if you think that's big ask, then don't you know? Don't don't bother. Just assume that you got a, a book for free, and you know I don't need anything from you. So God bless. But it was like even that was like. It was it was so strange to get that kind of an email, and I had to speak to it. So, well, especially because the the process, which I've talked about a lot in this podcast, is asking people if they want to participate in this. Yes, 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 yes. Not you know. So okay. So you have this email. I, it feels crass to ask you, but uh, uh, how many people subscribe ish? Are you open to say? Yeah, something like you know, between five and six thousand. Okay. That's- yeah. And your open rates, which you probably don't check, are probably pretty great. They're pretty good. They're uh, oftentimes like 60, 70%. Which is unheard yeah. of, frankly. And as, uh, you know, I'm trying to think when I subscribed, probably, I have no idea. But from the day I subscribed, I have never not opened it. And as you know, I got on your case about not sending it early enough at one point. And I changed it from 6 a.m. to 5 a.m. for you. And then you, you shift your schedule again, so you don't even need it at 5 a.m. I don't need it at 5 a.m., but you, you know, very occasionally you have days where it doesn't, it doesn't come. It happens, I want to say, three weeks ago. There was a day where it went late, and it, and it, it screwed was late. me up. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I, I, it was, I, was, I just did three acting jobs that were trying to occupy the same space. And uh, so I flew to Minnesota twice and Albuquerque once over the course of a week. And somewhere in there, I set it up the night before and didn't hit the right button. So then I look at my phone sometime in the morning, go, oops. And I say, Anna's going to be mad. And that's what you added insult to injury because it came later. Like if it hadn't come at all, like that would have been kind of almost better. But anyway, um, so wait, it, it interrupted your flow. You had to stop. And no, I will. This is what I'm going to be honest with you. If it doesn't come then, I do not read it. You the, don't read it. Yeah. No, no. My process. I understand. And so then what I'll say is, well, I wonder if Jeff's off cycle, so I should not delete it. I should save it until tomorrow, because what if he doesn't send one tomorrow? Like This is how uh, addicted I would even say I am to this to this email. So I, I started to get on your case probably two and a half years ago. And I said, Jeff, I need this to be a book. And what did you say? I, I don't know. What did I say? You, I, I, you, I think you said, sure. And you were very interested in traditional publishing. And I said, please don't yes. do that. I don't want to wait that long. Yeah. And, and my friend uh, Light Watkins said the same thing. Do not 
engaged in uh, you know tr- traditional publishing. And late Light Watkins did engage in traditional publishing, so he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done it a couple times and with different uh, different publishers each time, and uh, it was not a great experience for him. No. Um, so, and so help me about this process. Once you committed to doing it, how, how did you figure it out? How did you organize? How did you decide what was going in? The, the deciding of what was going in was, uh, you know, that was the, the, the biggest job was to go through and find the ones that, uh, really resonated for me and that I felt were well-written. And then I, I rewrote them all as well, because over the course of 11 years, you become a better writer, whether you want to or not. And whereas I used to take a paragraph to say a sentence worth of uh, uh, smart, you know, 11 years ago, and now I, I just I cut the whole paragraph and include it in the next line, you know, and so I was like, slash, 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 a lot. Um, and uh, also, I, I had to I had to look at it in terms of once I was going to uh, put it out as a book, there were a lot of people that I had quoted that I couldn't get permission from. I did get permission for all of uh, uh, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaja's uh, quotes and um, all of Sri M's quotes. Uh, all the Shri's came through for me. Wait, Jeff, um, you're kind of breaking up. I wonder uh-oh. why. Oh, because I was playing with my cord. Oh, uh, stop doing that. Stop, stop doing that. No, you you're make still me nervous, up. Anna. I know. Oh, I, I am. Wait. Yeah. What? Why? Am okay, that's. I? Oh, I'm that's so much better. I think that's, that's so much so better. Much better. Okay. Um. It. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I listeners. I, if I was more organized, I would cut this cut this part out. But I'm. I'm not doing that. Moving that helps a little bit. I think. Um, oh, okay. So, right. but you don't need permission to put somebody's quote in your book. You mm-hmm. believe in getting it. I I believe in getting it. I it's I I was under the understanding that I do need. You don't. Why didn't I talk to you earlier? We talked about this book a lot. I mean, you're so honorable that I can see why you would want to do that. Oh, my God. No. I mean, plenty of books have a quote at the beginning where I'll tell you uh, a personal anecdote, which is crazy because it happened this week. On Sunday night, I was reading a book in the bathtub and it said it was talking about Chris Voss. And it said Chris Voss said in this podcast interview and it was a section and I go, that sounds really familiar. Then on the next page, it says he also went on in this podcast to say, and I'm like, that's my podcast. And I went back and I looked at the transcript and I realized it was directly lifted. So I get this guy's email address and I write him and I say, and I'm kind of calm, but I just go, listen, this is a book all about supporting writers. Why would you do that and not identify me? And then I tell my friend who had recommended the book and he goes, oh my God, what page is that on? I go to look at the bottom of the page and there's this footnote and says, this is from Anna David's brilliant interview with Chris Voss on her podcast. And I'm like, oh my God. I email the guy again. I say, I'm so sorry. I didn't read the footnote. I have not, I've not heard back. So I do think if you put the person's name, I think it would have been better had he told, had he reached out. 
Mm-hmm. And told yeah, me, yeah, yeah. But there absolutely. was not there was nothing wrong, and there was nothing I could do, even if he hadn't identified me. Public public property at this point. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, volume two. Some time. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was nice because I, uh, you know, it. I also there they I didn't. Uh, some of the quotes that I took away from, because I used, I usually use a quote to get me started. Just something that, you know, and in the beginning it was because, well, you, you know, you will trust Deepak Chopra. You don't have any reason to trust me. Here's what Deepak says. And then I, you know, and then I rattle on about that for a while. Um, also in putting out a book, I wanted to have it more from me than from Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a different perspective than Deepak Chopra has. And, and that's what I wanted to present. Well, and also what's nice is that you got to honor these people by saying, I'm putting you in this book. So letting them know is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I th- it's, it's writers eat it <laughs> so much you, you know i i had a i had a, a a movie produced a couple of years ago that i wrote and i got to have the experience of being the writer on the set yeah you have no respect whatsoever it's like and and here's jeff the writer oh and nice to meet you and they're looking over your shoulder already to see who else is there you know like a mm-hmm. bad cocktail party scene and it doesn't uh, so, exist so, you without know, the writer it doesn't. And, and, you know, writers toil in obscurity and in their, in, in, in loneliness, they have, you have to be alone to write. And, and then you put it out there and, you know, a few people notice you've got to be acknowledged somewhere. Yeah. Right. I, so, uh, so I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, I, I couldn't ask, I think I quoted Yates, didn't ask him. Uh, you know, we did some, I, I did some public domain, you know. Um, you didn't go to I the found, grave site? <laughs> I actually did, but it was before I, before I wrote the book. So. There you go. Uh, Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. So so you picked 108 and not 365, as I had, as I had said, please, I need a year's worth. But 108 is a very important number. I, well, I picked about 150. And then uh, I had a, a my uh, associate and dear friend Diana Tricalis, and I, you know, picked our favorites, and then the ones that we both picked, those were, you know, in, and then the other ones we picked and chose as we went forward, and allowed it to take a shape, um, and the shape that uh, came into being was uh, one where there were. Uh, truths that are, seem to be universal that resonate for me, interspersed with personal stories about my experiences of these truths or of their opposites, and 
you know, because when, when I hear someone tell a story about themselves, it hits me at a much deeper level than if you're just telling me something that you learned, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. show, don't tell it's the, it's the, it's the self-help version of show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, it, you know, it kind of took a natural shape from that. And yes, we winnowed it down to 108 because frankly, 365 was just overwhelming. I couldn't deal with 365. Plus, mine aren't necessarily pithy and able to go into a three by five book or whatever those are, four by five. Um, Sometimes I'm a bit long winded. So I didn't have like, you know, like the Hazelden sort of model. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I thought 108, because it's a it's a it's a powerful number in the Vedic worldview, and uh, because that felt like something I could get my hands around, and and even with 108, it came out. It's like 220 pages or something, 225. Yeah. That, that would have been a massive book if I'd put, you know, 365 in there. I should mention at this point, I do not have my hands on it, which is absolutely tragic. Um, I pre-ordered and then it got delayed. Amazon sometimes is not, is not terrific. So I have, I have copies coming. And so, you know, my whole point about getting on your case about this was that I hate the fact that I have to get on my phone in order to access my spirituality because my non-spirituality leaks in. That is, so once my copy comes, Jeff, my new thing that I want to do is leave all internet off till noon. I want to see if I can do that. Right on. Yeah. But I got so desperate a few years ago that I started, I printed all of yours and and then I put them in a binder and I, and I did it for a month. I was able to stay off the internet until noon. Um, And it was great. It was great. Writers. Ooh, was that good for my writing? Wow. I like that. So, okay. So you, so you, you and Diana, um, you picked an associate, you know, someone who works with you and knows you well to just dis- help decide, which I think is a really good idea. Did you get an editor in addition? I did. Well, a copy editor, uh, uh, Trudy Roth, um, who's this is what she does for a living. And she's also a, a, a student of mine. She both of these people are also teachers of meditation that um, uh, whom I have trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they know the way I think they know the knowledge base uh, that I, uh, you know, uh, teach from, um, from their own perspective. And so they were able to, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, it, I don't care how many times you go over your own work, there are things you just can't see, you have blind spots, and you need someone to point out where you've used the same word too many times and where you've said the same thing twice. And, yeah. and that also helped with, uh, you know, when I asked people to read the book um, beforehand, and I asked them to send in their, uh, uh, their editorial uh, ideas. And there were a couple of them that were just really helpful because there was one story that I told twice Um. And I'd only used one of the tellings in the book, but this person wrote in and said, you know, you told the same story in November and it was much better. And I looked back and went, oh, it is much better. So then I put the two of them together because they both had uh, strong uh, uh, aspects that I was 
able to bring together. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, it. You're, you're in a very unique position to have readers who knew your work so well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I will read books all the time. Memoirs usually where somebody repeats an anecdote five pages later. And I'm like, how could an editor have not caught that right. all the time? Right. Well, in a, a, a lot of, and a lot of uh, the editing is you can see is just done by spell check because it's, it's the right spelling for a, a homonym but not right. for the word that they were going to use there. Yeah. So, and then the cover, uh, I was, I, I was part of that selection process. And, and I've gotten lots of, well, at least some flack about the cover. Um, Why? Because, because it's not traditional and because it's, uh, it, it doesn't, you know, if you look at the top, 10 books in the self-help section it's they're all different than that and they're you know they're designed and they're i i just again i don't i didn't care <laughs> i just didn't care well i put you in touch with our cover designer and you kind of were like eh and you and you you uh, uh, you were a, a, a great photographer. You wanted one of your photographs on the. Front. I just did. I yeah, just did, and I'm, I'm, I may have been wrong, you know, in terms of in terms of sales. I mean, it it's it does make you have to look twice because the person there's a person on the cover who uh, is not the author of the book. Yes. Uh, I mean, so you showed me five or six photos, and I kept right. saying it, 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 these. The problem is a photo of someone meditating and experiencing bliss does not look like a person who is blissful. Although the one that I ended up with is exactly. the, the, the blissful one. And yeah. so thank you for that. Yes. Um, um, and the thing, the amazing thing about publishing today is we could change it. You could experiment with a different cover. That's right. The second edition. The second yeah. edition. And so, and so you got, you got it together. Um, you, you had somebody else managing the advanced reader team. You got, you probably have, I haven't checked lately, but you probably have hundreds of reviews. I, yeah, I haven't, I don't, I didn't look. Yeah. Is that something I'm supposed to do? Well, I'm going to look while we're talking. Cause I think it's pretty awesome, you know, to see. You know, it's it. like, it, I'm an actor and there are actors who want to watch what they've done to see yeah. if they got what they wanted in there. I'm not that guy because it makes me self-conscious. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to, you know, relish the, the, the good reviews or uh, nitpick the so-so uh, reviews. Um, you know, I, so should I, should wh I tell why you would that, I look? Should I tell you that there's 135 star reviews? That's nice, right? That That's that works. Pretty amazing. Um, have almost never heard of it. Um, alas, my blurb is not listed on the Amazon page. We'll have to discuss that later. Slash change that for the new edition. Um, kidding. Um, I also wanted to. What did I want to point out? Yeah, Jeff, this is damn good. Um, one of the issues that I'm still noting is that in your daily newsletter, you're not mentioning that the paperback is out yet. Please, please update. Oh, there's a link to buy a it. link that says you, the ebook and Kindle version is available. Oh, oh, well, then th tomorrow it's going to be so different. I know your newsletter better than you do. 
Um, and so what was it like? What is it like to put that out there? Is it, a, is it massively uncomfortable? No, because it, it, it was, it made me, uh, very, uh, aware of every idea, every word, because you have to stand behind it. If you're publishing it, if you're putting it out there, you're saying, this is from me. This is my representation I'm putting out into the world. And if you have a problem with it, please come to me. So th there's this really interesting thing, and I don't, I don't know what this is psychologically, but there are certain places where uh, I had said something or told some story, and, and I wondered if someone would be uncomfortable with it. I wondered if someone wouldn't like it. And then I realized, and then I changed those, and I went, oh, it was me. <laughs> I was the one who was uncomfortable with it. I didn't like it, but yeah. I was projecting that out onto someone, some imagined third party. And uh, so I, I changed those. And, and I, you know, it, it was, I stand behind everything that's, that's in the book. And, and I actually think, I think it's a really good product. And I, I think that anyone reading it is going to learn something and is going to be able to change their mood at least a bit Absolutely. by dipping into it. And that's, that, that's, that's everything. That's, that's the whole, re that's the whole reason it exists. So. Well, and so, and so it, the, the day the book went out there and you knew people were reading, it was no different than the day before for you. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause I got, I got a, a lot of going, going on, on you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's, uh, I want, I, I really, uh, right now I'm putting together the podcast version of it. Um, so that's going to be fun. And I'll be, uh, so I'm going to be doing daily thoughts uh, from the book, but I'm also extrapolating on them. Oh, and then I'm it. going to probably, you know, start, uh, you know, interviewing people like you huh. uh, and talk about your spiritual journey and, uh, you know. And, I'm, and, I'm and so proud of you, Jeff. That. I'm so happy. Oh, you're God bless you. That. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, all that I want, and, and I mean this, this isn't for you, this is for the world. There is no writer that has changed my life or no writer I have read as much as I have read you, um, simply because I do it every day. There's no other writer I read every day. Right. And I think that, um, you know, this is not um, what I would call a book intervention, but I think you owe it to the world to share it with as many people as you can. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I see it. You yes. said yes to me to doing this. I did. Uh, oh, I, I say yes to you almost always. That's kind of true. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who has a newsletter and they think they want to make it into a book? I think that... Uh... The the first thing that has to happen is to take a step back and ask oneself, uh, what is the through line? What is the story being told here? What is the path from beginning to end? What is the process being engaged in that that one is teaching about? You know, I learned something early on in my studies that whatever it is that we are offering, we're always teaching consciousness. And 
you know, what I teach a lot about is uh, the art of flow, finding the way of aligning oneself with what's going on and then allowing oneself to flow because we're not smart enough to know how to do something new. We can set ourselves up to have an experience that is new by setting, you know, setting the bumpers and the boundaries and the, and the, uh, uh, the paradigm we're teaching through. But we're always teaching a state of consciousness. So what state of consciousness are you teaching? What are you offering to people? And then being willing to live in the question of that rather than find the answer to that. And then begin to say, uh, just look at which of the pieces that you've written really resonated for you and that really resonated for others. Mm. You know, like, for example, whenever I write about romance or love or partnership, those are the ones that people relate to that, you know, that's where people really have issues, you know, and death. Death and romance. These are the ones. So I had to look at, you know, and, and in, incorporate, you know, several of those in, in the piece. So those were, those were no brainers. Um, and I was able to, you know, put some of them together where I said similar things and, and, uh, you know, and those are also the ones that I've had the most experience with, <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of, death in my life and i've i've dabbled in the area of romance um yeah. as as one does as and one and and i've learned uh, you know what works and what doesn't i've learned where i've gone south and where i've uh, you know uh stayed on the beam as they say you know and so those are the those were the ones that just like okay those are in there now we're going to scatter them around and now what are we going to fill in and then mm-hmm. You know, but then allow oneself to be guided by some organizing principle that you maybe can't put into words. You know, allow yourself to pick the ones that resonate for you um, and then have a second set of eyes. Look at them you know, or do the same thing in like, like Diana and I did, which was we both came up with our favorites and then she's really good with spreadsheets so i i appreciate spreadsheets spreadsheet. that's yeah. how you did it so you named yeah. each one well it has a title yeah so there were the 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 title of each one mine the title of each one hers then which ones were this you know came together and then uh you know my picks but not her picks and her picks and not my picks and and then just like, okay, we need another one here. Okay, grab that one. And oh, how does that one fit? And, you know, put them in. I had that no idea. That was fun, idea. actually. Yeah, yeah, it's like science meets spirituality. I mean, science, whatever, math. I don't know what you call a spreadsheet, I, except confusing to me. Um, you, so more? Were you going to say more about that process? Because I was going to tell you, do you want to know out of every single one, the idea that sticks with me, so it better be in the book. I bet it is. Um, is that one where you talk about the same brain that can get you from the valley to La Cienega is not the same brain where you can figure out your feelings. That's the one I probably, I think about not every day, every week, at least that one got in there, right? Yeah. Well, that idea is in there. The idea that, uh, that this is a, and it's this book mindfulness by Mark Williams and Danny Penman. They're the ones who really talk brilliantly about that. And it, it says that, the intellect is a problem solving tool and it it shows you where you are and where you want to be and then shows you what problems need to be solved to make where you are and where you want to be the same place 
And when we put our happiness in that, when we try to figure out our happiness or lack of happiness, all we're doing is showing ourselves that we're not happy. Right. And then the mind comes up with all the reasons we're not happy. And it, they're all things that we can't change. That are horrible, you, you know, the horrible. Things. Usually, yeah, usually horrible. You know, you're too old, you're too fat, you're too ugly, you're too whatever it says, you know. Well, we have to wrap up and I wanted to wrap up again with a little bit of a book intervention thing, which is one of the principles that is throughout every single one of the thoughts I've ever read from you is that life is about getting comfortable with discomfort. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. And because, you know, and this is, this is uh, not my truth. It's, it's in the Upanishads. There's a, there's a saying that that which is uh, good is not necessarily pleasant, and that which is pleasant is not necessarily good. It can be, but it's not necessarily. So if I am organizing my life around being comfortable, I am by definition going to miss out on some really great opportunities for growth. Growth is by definition uncomfortable because we're moving into the unknown. And the unknown is always uncomfortable because it, it threatens our survival. It threatens us on a meat basis, on a nervous system basis. And we're not about growing our nervous system. We're about growing our consciousness. So that which grows the consciousness might be uncomfortable for the nervous system. And one of the main reasons of meditation is to be able to identify with consciousness rather than the nervous system so that we can allow the nervous system to go through what it needs to go through in order for us to grow in consciousness. So I'm going to end with the point that perhaps it is time to walk through that discomfort so that you can get out of what's comfortable so that you can grow in consciousness and share this book more. Which is, which is what I'm doing here with you today, Anna. Live spiritual growth in action. So if people would like to get this book and find out more about you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, they can, uh, oh, I don't have it on my website yet. Um, I, I have to do that. I'm going to, uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. They can go to um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble or Powell's books and search for Embracing Bliss by Jeff Kober, which is uh, sober with a K. Um, and uh, my website is jeffkober.com. And uh and there's going to be a page on there. You're going to, the landing page is going to be so much about this book now. Thank you. you. Thank you. Seriously, thank though, you. Jeff, thank you for doing this. Y'all, thank you for listening. Um, please go get this book. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh -huh. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing, just go to legacylaunchpadpub.com to find out more. And 
Be sure to tune in next week for well, next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.